Welcome to the Chase Merrill Podcast. I am your host, Chase Merrill, and we are all about helping people get freed up from what's holding them back so they can build up who they were made to be. If you want to help us continue to make an impact with this podcast week in and week out, consider joining our new Patreon community. For as little as a cup of coffee a month, you can be a part of helping us get the message and mission of the podcast out to more people more effectively. This is a way that we can come together as a community and you'll get access to behind the scenes stuff, additional resources and content and so much more for just as little as $5 a month. You can head over to chasemerrill.com and click Patreon to jump in and get started. Now let's jump into today's conversation. Well, here we go. This is a very unique podcast episode of the Chase Merrill podcast. I am here driving in the truck with my friend Dave Auctioner. Welcome to the podcast, Dave. Thank you. We are on our way back from a week-long elk hunt in Washington State and uh, throughout the time had a lot of opportunities to try and maybe figure out different places to have the podcast, but just because we were doing everything we could to get an elk, the 11th hour, we, uh, this was the best window of us sitting down and having this conversation. And so yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's part of the unique and but genuine journey of, uh, of who we both are, but then also, you know, even the podcast itself, that this is, this is, uh, this is cool. I've never done a podcast in the car and I'm excited that it's with you post hunting. Yeah. So welcome, man. You are a part of the 52 project. Mm-hmm. 52 conversations with 52 people who have made an impact on my life, and uh, you are one of those 52. Wow. And, uh, so thanks for saying yes to this, for being willing. One of the things I want to just, for, for people that are listening and or watching, um, that they'll just kind of get a window to be introduced to you. Uh, the, the, the quick snapshot from my seat is uh, getting to know you through church ministry over the years. Uh, at Living Water five, six years ago when we moved up here. But most of the times that we've spent together have been in the woods hunting and chasing elk primarily and deer. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll probably talk a good amount about that on this podcast because of your role in my life over the last five or six years. I probably have hunted with you more hours and more days and nights yeah. than anybody else in my life combined outside of my dad, who's also been a part of some of the hunts. And hunting in the outdoors has been such a huge part of my life. And even on a trip like we just, we're just wrapping up. Uh, although coming home with no elk, the, the success of the trip, which is, yes, the goal of coming home with something is very much so a goal and, and a desire, but it is not the true and only merit or metric of success. We had a very successful trip for lots of reasons, but... Uh, but you've been a part of a lot of those. And so, will you do me a favor? Will you kind of just like give a snapshot for people listening and watching that have no clue who Dave Auctioner is? Just quick, quick, a quick snapshot who you are, how you're connected, you know, in this season to the people you're connected to, what you're doing, just so people can listen and go, okay, um, this is who I'm, this is who this guy is and Chase's life just from a snapshot. As an individual um, in your life, um, I think you summed it up pretty well. Um, we've, we've had history for the last three or four or five years in uh, two passions that we both share, and that is uh, the wilderness and uh, elk hunting, deer hunting, and um, of course, our commitment to the Lord. Yeah. 
And so um, when you've got like-mindedness uh, individuals around you, you have a tendency to have fun. Yeah. We make things fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that's how, uh, that's how this has evolved. Yeah. And it's, it, it started out small and it's now gotten into where we're spending weeks at a time together. Yeah. Doing the things that which we enjoy. Yeah. And you know, when you spend a week with somebody it, where you're, it, it's a week and it's pretty much every, every, not every waking minute. Cause you, you know, you have moments where you're, you go this way, I go that way, but like, it's, it's waking up, it's going to bed. It's all of that stuff that's kind of connected. And so you, you really get to know somebody yeah. when you go, you know, go hunting and, and, and all that to say, like the fact that, you know, you, you, you can't just do that with anybody, you know, that it does take a special kind of person and a special kind of ability to, to have that feeling comfortable being yourself and just getting to enjoy, like you said, the stuff we enjoy. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, some of the reasons that you're, you're on this is it's, it's not just your, your elk hunting, hunting experience that you bring to the table, which is, you know, something that we'll, we'll have to dive into just your, your some of your experience being a, a lifelong hunter, but then also a, a hunting guide at, for a certain season of your life where you literally dedicated you know, months at a time to helping other people accomplish their dreams of, of getting different animals in different ways. Um, but your love for Jesus, your love for your family, like there's just some things about you that, that, that the elk world, the respect that I have for you and admiration I have for you in all of the hunting space is high. But, but, but even above that, you know, is the, the commitment to loving Jesus and loving your family that I've watched over the last five, six years that I just so admire and respect and just, and when it comes to being a man, when it comes to being, you know, the, the, the man God's called me to be, I, I look at your life and I go, man, this is a guy that's, that's, that's doing modeling that in a way that I go, okay, I, I want to be around because I, I see his priorities and I see his priorities over time and that consistency and faithfulness. And I go, man, that, that, that lines up with not just passions that I enjoy, but it lines up with the kind of man that I want to be. And so, um, that, that for me is a, is a big reason, you know, kind of that's a general, but it's a big reason why you're part of this project and have been such a, a glue part of my life over the last four or five years. You know, my dad and mom moved up and joined us in Olympia uh, back in 2018, right after we moved up. And then they left us to go to Arizona mm -hmm. uh, two or two years ago or so. And, uh, you know, pretty big void there for us, obviously based based on how much we love, my, you know, my mom and dad have been a part of our lives, but, um, and how much my dad has represented the hunting space and, and still does. We still, I've been trying to do some trips and stuff, but over the last two years, because of some of that distance, we haven't been able to do as much. And this is our first season of not having any hunts scheduled together. And, uh, and so the other big thing is I've really, I, I think the Lord's really, used you in some some of a like a, a, a gap filling space for me for like a you know that kind of that father guy who's there who's hey you know you could keep going or like what are you doing you know what are you, mm -hmm. what are you trying to call right now for just be quiet listen or what are you doing with your those things that like a, a dad or a father figure will will bring that are just they're difficult to quantify all the time but but they're intangible things you've really filled, you know, even in the absence of my dad and mom moving away. And so, um, yeah, it's just been a joy, man. When I think about some of the times and, and, and 
what I'd love to do, because I know people listening to the podcast that I've been listening over the last, you know, several months as we've been in this since January, uh, I'd love to talk about hunting. And there are some people that are going to listen and they're going to get it. And that's not going to be something they need described to them. And then there are going to be some people that have been listening that will hear this episode and be like, I don't get it. And I don't, I might even have a hard time listening. I just don't, whether it's hmm. the hunting world, whether it's, um, you know, killing animals, any of those kind of things that at times for people can be maybe challenging. Uh, I'd love to just break down part of why, why, why we, why I, why you like love hunting and it's not just a about one thing there's probably several things but to share some of that uh with people listening i'd love to i'd love to talk about because i i think for some i'm not trying to convince anybody i'm not trying to change anybody's mind but i do i do think that there is something out there uh that if if more people could understand the why of what this really means to me what this really means to you and people like us uh that it, that it might help them see something that they haven't been able to see before. So I think there's a common thread that everybody has. Um, ours happens to be our passion for hunting in the wilderness. Yeah. That time alone, that camaraderie, that uncertainty, the spontaneous, um, unexpected events that arise, uh, the weighing of the, uh, values or the risks in every decision that you make, um, as well as then the reward. Yeah. Uh, of course, a harvest is a reward, um, a sunrise, a sunset, a, uh, a shed. Yeah. You found a couple wonderful sheds. No, no, no meat, but I, <laughs> for those watching, I've got a pretty cool, pretty cool shed here that I'm excited for my boys to be able to. Yeah. Little trophies. Yeah, keep going, keep going, sorry. Well, for anyone, and I hope that everyone out there has one of those moments, a few of those moments in their lives uh, regularly that they find peace, they find God in. Yeah. You know, we talked, we talked in the middle of the river. Yeah. About unplugging, turning off the switch, because it's so hard when you're hunting that you are, um, especially you, at your age, you're a little bird dog. You're, we gotta go here, we gotta sniff this bush, we gotta go call here, <laughs> yeah, we for, gotta For go. people that don't understand what a bird dog is, will you explain what, what A bird that? dog is, is that little puppy at your feet that is just constantly pulling on the leash, going somewhere, wanting to go somewhere, even if it's the wrong direction. And so, um, <laughs> there's a lot of times that I just try to encourage you to, even when we have elk in front of us and you're carrying your bow to unplug, yeah, to take a moment, absorb it, yeah. because it's a memory that you'll never get back. Yeah, right. A lot of times then the, the temptation is just to fling an arrow, try to harvest, let's get this over with. And the reality is, is you're gonna learn to live with a lot more um, value if you just enjoy the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to what I was trying to get to before is I hope that there are places that everybody can tap into and it's, some of them could be at a sewing machine making totally. quilts. 
Right. Um, you, you and I were talking about uh, a cowboy sitting on top of his favorite horse overlooking the range and sees nothing but wild mustangs below him. Yeah. Um, you know, so everybody's got a different niche that uh, is a reflection of perhaps what God is trying to speak to them. Yeah. Turn off the noise, check out, and um, remove yourself. Yeah. So that you can um, lose the distractions and hear what God is doing. Yeah. Because He's doing something all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what hunting does for us. There was this. Uh, the, the week we just spent, uh, we, we had a couple campfire nights and uh, my, my buddy Jeff came with us. This was his first experience elk hunting. And, uh, and so it was so cool to get to have him join us. And around one of the campfire nights, we, we kind of talked about, he asked that question specifically, what is it about hunting that you love so much? And that kind of opened it up. And you, you said something I'd love for you to expound on if you could. There was a word you used that was, I thought was was perfect because there's not a lot of other things that I have experienced or see that that although there are other there are other opportunities like like we just mentioned someone's a sewing machine uh, you know some other place or passion that someone finds that disconnect but 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 check it sinks in up their souls rejuvenated but but hunting there is something a, there is another element that that I don't know what else does it like it and you use the word raw raw just the rawness of what it can can you talk a little bit about that like when you when you said that what did you mean about about that being something that you just love about what hunting brings to the table raw to me is um getting down to the very foundation of who you are and it it essentially is is when you're alone by yourself and only yourself and, and there are no distractions. There is no future distractions, meaning this, uh, this period of time that you're uh, experiencing is not something that is, I've got a half hour, or I've got an hour every morning to spend right. with God, whatever. Um, this rawness of uh, what hunting is for us is we know that we've got three days, five days a week ahead of us of uh, no distractions from the outside world. Right. Um, we are in tune with nature. We are making decisions based upon success and failures. Do you do you walk across that log across the creek, and are you willing to go into the creek and the consequences <laughs> right, of that? Right. 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 Um, there's there's that genuineness of, um, and, I, and I gave another example of um, someone who is who is in a drift boat for someone who loves to fish, fly fish, you're in a drift boat floating down the Grand Canyon with walls up both sides. It's peaceful, calm water and you're by yourself. And that is a place that you find God. Yeah. I mean, God's creation shouts his name. Yeah. If we don't, the rocks will. Right. And so it's those kind of raw basics. Yeah that I'm trying to tap into and are attuned to. And, and man, you can hear God a whole lot clearer yeah. um, in those moments. Yeah, there, there is something about that elongated disconnect, like you mentioned, like mm. you're not just one hour in the morning 
quiet time with the Lord, which, which is so valuable. Like those yep. daily rhythms that every, you know, we don't, we, we don't have the ability, nor would we necessarily choose. Although I think there are times I, I think I would choose. We don't, we, we don't have the ability to be hunting all the time with our lives because of the, the normal responsibilities of family work, you know, impact of people, all of the different things that are there. And so those daily rhythms are good, but those, those times that you can really have that elongated disconnect that hunt, that hunting has provided for me, you know, part of that, like you're talking about, like I'm from sun up to sundown, there's, there's nothing else that's going to interrupt where, where I'm at with my ability to, to come, you know, converse with the Lord, mm -hmm. spend time just appreciating and enjoying his creation while simultaneously all of my senses, we talked about this too, yeah. like your, your five senses are all heightened and, yeah. a, and attuned yeah. in a different kind of way when you're hunting. You're, you're listening more, you know, more intently. You're, you're smelling. I mean, I can't tell you how many yeah. times we both were, you know, because we get some elky smell and we're like, okay, they're close. Or We know. hear the hum of a beehive. Yeah. yeah from, We've yeah. both been stung. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Those things ripped into yeah. us. Uh, you know, you're, you're trying to feel the, 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 the wind, you know, is the wind blowing my back, my face, like all of that stuff you're you're literally you're tuned into and i think that even has overlap into the, like the spiritual sense of like you're tuned into the lord what he's saying yeah and uh and when you do that for over a whole day three four five i mean it is it's special there's not a lot that that taps into it taps into that yeah what the devotional time in the morning is 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 teaching you to hear the whisper of god it's good and to recognize it so that when you are alone for four or five days like we are. And and truly, we are not doing a Bible study 24 hours a day while we're elk hunting. No, no. Um, we're mentioning God's name often, very often. Yeah. It probably a lot of times for you, it's in prayer, please let me harvest, Lord. Please let me harvest. <laughs> please let me find an elk. Please let me but shoot this arrow true. It's it's putting in tune to what you've you your homework of doing devotions and listening to God's and you've learned his how his whisper soft voices and his whisper in the wilderness with the stars out and the campfire is is more like a shout because um, of, of the distractions are removed once again and it, it could come easily through someone on the other side of that campfire speaking into your life it yeah. could come from um, so many things that we take for granted from the trickling of a stream and the, the uh, breeze brushing the side of your face. Yeah. They're just little kisses from God. And uh, you're more apt to find that in the wilderness. Yeah. The, the, the other piece that I realize is you mentioned Ra being part of that. There, there's nobody to impress. Amen there's nobody to prove anything to you out there. Like it's, it's you and you like there's, and, and even the, like what I've been learning as I've been hunting over the years, but even then what this last week helped me see that raw side of like, what, what am I, what am I made of here? Like, will, will I give up when mm -hmm. I'm disappointed that I missed the shot? Will I, will I go back to camp and be like, that's it, you know, or, or, you know, I blow a stock or the wind changes and they pick up our scent and it busts him or whatever it could be. And, and, and those limits, like I, you know, the, the rawness of the unknown, like you, you, something I love about hunting again, nothing else in this 
life so far has has showed me, although there are everyday unknowns that are out there in, in the day to day, but this kind of unknown of like, you can prepare as best as you can, yeah. come up with the best strategy, have the best gear, be in the best physical shape of your life so that you are as prepared as you possibly can be. Yeah. And even with all of that, you cannot guarantee the outcome or what's going to happen. There's these unknowns to every single corner that you go around while you're hunting that creates this anticipation and excitement and at times valley and mountaintop metaphorically and practically for you to go, okay, uh, what do I, how do we adjust? What do we do here? You know, and, and, and there's nobody that's going to hand this thing to me with, you know, on a silver platter of, of this is what you do. You got to kind of make those decisions. You're learning on the fly. You are, you're, you're learning on the fly. You're having to adjust change plan A because it got blown and now you got to move to B and C. And sometimes you haven't even thought about B or C, but you got to come up with it. And, uh, but that the opportunity of the unknown, I love, I love that. I, I'm not playing a, a, a complete checkers game out there. That is just, there's a certain amount of moves you can make and then that's it. You find out what you're made out of very yeah. quickly. Yeah. It's not for everybody. No, um, no, it's not. You're, you're walking with a headlight in the dark three miles back from camp and, um, you're all alone. Yeah. And there are noises out there that uh, are amplified <laughs> for sure by what you fed into sure. prior to your life, right? For sure. I mean, if you're watching um, horror movies, right, your mind goes there, right? It, 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 it's in your spirit, right? And uh, a cougar in the middle of the night screaming—it's—it's um, it's eerie, no matter what you've watched, right? Uh, for entertainment, so. Yeah, but you you, uh, you tap into areas of your life that you had no idea you were capable of, That's it. and you push through those walls. There are endless disappointments from the time that you leave camp on how the wrong elk call shut all the bugles up and the herd ran from you. Yeah, and you're like that was probably the wrong call to make at that time. Right, and so I've got to go find for the next three hours, another herd. And, and so it, it's, a, there's a learning curve in this process and it's been fun to be able to be a part of your juvenile season yeah. in exposing you to, um, the ways of how elk patterns themselves. And, uh, you've come a long way. So your bugle is awesome and cow calls and they're getting there. <laughs> I appreciate you're doing, that. You're doing well. Yeah. I mean, and that, I'm, when I think about, I came up to Washington, have never truly elk hunted with my own elk tag in my pocket until a year after we moved here. And, you know, this was, this is the, my, my fifth season attempting to, to get, I have yet to get an elk down. I've, I've gotten several deer, a couple mule deer, a couple blacktail, but I've never, never gotten an elk down. And, uh, this was a, a specifically a cow tag I had this year. And I technically still have three or four days in November to trill, to try to finish the job. But, um, but I had a few opportunities to make it happen over the last five days. And it was, I'm, that bl- I blew them basically. There's no other way to say it. Um, missed, missed the shot. Uh, and uh, a lot of things have to go right in order for you to be successful. Yeah. And, and a huge participation on the elk side. For sure. For sure. I, you know, I, for people that don't understand hunting, I, it's definitely one of the things that I'd love to, 
help people understand better, which is it, there's so archery elk. It, it's archery elk hunting is so hard. Archery hunting is hard, but archery hunting is yeah. is is another level of hard. And then arch, archery elk hunting, man, there's just like you said, they, if, so many things have to go right for for there to be an elk down um, by the end of that by the end of that attempt. And uh, and and yet I got closer than I ever have in yeah. the last five seasons. And you spend all day in elk. Yeah. Oh, they were man. screaming at you all day long. All so when you can day. manipulate an animal with a little reed or a bugle tube, yeah. especially in this season called the rut, that, there's something special about that. Yeah, there is. When you can make another animal three miles away or two miles away, 300 yards away, come to you yeah. and want to play yeah. big bull, little bull, it, it's pretty special. Oh yeah, and you just I mean I was constantly the last 5 days in awe. I mean, I I being around bulls that were bugling, ripping at each other because of the, you know, the uh, territorial, you know, rut going on. You're not going to take, you know, my cows from me and he, I'm going to take your cows from you. And so I was right in the middle of watching these bulls fight, rub trees and rake trees and run at each other. I have never been in in elk every day like I have been on this hunt. Now I didn't yeah. have a bull tag. Uh, probably, I say I probably could have taken a bull four or five times because I, I really could. I had yeah. that close, but but who knows? But either way, um, you know, and I think for us too, for my family, my wife didn't grow up hunting and has watched me since we've been dating uh, 12, 13 years of dating slash marriage be, be borderline obsessive with hunting in, <laughs> You got the bug. And, yeah, the bug. The bug has only gotten has only gotten worse throughout the years, and uh, but but what I recognize is, you know, the the meat for us is 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 what's gold. These these antlers are great. I mean, that's that's a great thing to find. And you know, I don't get me wrong. I I love getting a, a big deer or a big elk. That's a, an option. But but for us, it's the the biggest reason you know for yeah. for us to be able to go to provide organic meat for our family. Like our our boys eat it, our girls, our girls eat it. Holly eats it, and um, it's a it's a pretty significant thing for us to be able to to be able to bring home and provide food. You know, probably the highest quality protein that you can provide for uh, protein per per ounce grams of protein per ounce in the uh, organic world. Well, there's cheaper ways. There, well, yes, Way but cheaper. knowing, I mean, there's, okay, there's something about knowing the entire process, right? You see it, you, 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 you shoot it, you kill it, you field dress it, that you transport that meat to its place of storage, whether you're eating it right away or you're yeah. doing vacuum seal and freezer. And now you, I mean that, that, although yes, there are cheaper ways. Absolutely. Um, there's, I don't, there, I have yet to find a more fulfilling and rewarding way, uh, as well as, you know, like when you do get something, if, if let's, let's say I were to harvest a, a couple hundred pounds of elk meat. Um, I mean, that's, that's significant, that's significant, yeah. uh, being able to, to bring home for the year. And so, um, you know, that's, that's a big why for us. And I think it's important that people know, like it's, for me, I'm I'm not in the trophy hunting game, and yet I don't hate on um, the world of like man being able to appreciate an animal and its uh, its majestic, you know, antler size or whatever else. Like that, that's awesome. But I know I definitely I'm okay 
get getting a cow tag because that meat is precious gold, you know, for us and our family. One of the other pieces that um, I, I want to help people see, and and I, you know, when I think about the way that hunting has made an impact uh, on my life is the way that it does pull you out of all of the distractions. Um, and what I find myself longing for at the end of a week of hunting, for me mm-hmm. in this season, is it's like all every day that passes, it's like the stuff that doesn't matter mm-hmm. in my life kind of just slowly gets filtered out. And by the, like right now, I'm day, I'm day six away from my family and I mean, the last 24 to 48 hours or so, I, all I've really thought about outside of being present and hunting, oh, that's another thing I'll have to talk about, just the present, being as you know, present when you're there. Um, all that I've thought about is my wife and my kids and being home and being a better dad and a better husband. And when I get back, just figuring out more ways that I can be more engaged and more more present with them and more more connected to where they are and what they're doing. and. And although I can't wait to get back out into the, the elk woods or whatever else, it, what, what I have left, quote unquote, home, the, the stuff I miss from leaving home isn't anything to do with my job or my, when I love my job, I love being a pastor. I love my calling in ministry. I love the people at our church, which you've been a part of as well. Don't get me wrong. They, they mean a lot to me, but, but they're, they, they, they don't mean as much to me as my wife and my kids. And I find myself going like if uh, that that's just the stuff that matters most, all it just gets pulled to the surface. Every day I'm out there, the longer I'm there, I find it, you know, being pulled to the surface more. And I love that about hunting. I love that as I'm out there, there's moments when I, when I am completely by myself and I feel, I feel this like Holy Spirit nudge of just like, Hey, Reprioritize. Yeah, making sure you do some do some soul inventory. You know, yeah. do some priority inventory with your life and and uh, and and Chase. Think about how amazing it is that you have a wife who is saying yes, go go for a week, because I know how much it's going to rejuvenate your soul and your mind to be healthy for for your life and how much you love this and go get. Please try to get us some meat, but but I but go. I give you my blessing to go and I'll I'll take care of the kids. You know. I'll, for five, six days while you're gone, man, I'm grateful for that. Like I'm, I think, I think about that when I'm in those moments and going like, that's a blessing. Thank you, Lord, for, for that gift. Um, I also think there's a surrendering to God's will and the uncertainty of it. Yeah. Even when we're out hunting, yeah, we'll look across the valley at another ridge and we'll think, oh, if I was only over there. <laughs> right. And I knew if I was over there, I would want to be over here. Right, totally. And and that's exactly the way we're living every day of the week, yeah. Monday through Friday. It's so true. And that's sort of what I was hoping to talk with you this last six days was, is live in the moment. Um, it doesn't matter if you live over there. The grass isn't any greener. Yeah. Or live in here. Make the most out of where you're at right now. And we had those moments. We did. We yeah, were we able did. to unplug, even from the challenge of why we were there to harvest. Uh, what could I be doing different and better in order to uh, to make our success? Yeah. Yeah. And our success was not gauged by necessarily a harvest. Right. 
No, for sure. And, and, and that's the that's the hard part for other people to understand when you're starting to share these stories, when you get back into town and get plugged back into your workplaces, the first question is, is did you harvest? Right. Did you get, did you get an elk? Did you get an no, but let me tell you about the sunrise I saw yeah. or the 30 goats on the side of Mount yeah. San Helens yeah. feeding across there. Um, those, those moments are so undescribable for an individual who hasn't experienced them. Yeah. And, um, those are just treasures you'll have to hold on to yourself yeah. until they themselves have experienced. Yeah. There, two, two years ago, we went on an elk hunt that was in, in Washington, uh, Western Washington as well. And I'll never forget. It was opening day and we had a few different bugles that we had kind of been chasing and there was one t there was one time we finally got close to where those bugles were happening and you you were able to see two bulls kind of kind of you know i don't know if they were fighting yet or what but they were they were around each other up on this ridge and i i was so focused about being ready to to make a shot you know again this is my first time really even getting that close and and and, you know, I'm trying to get my rangefinder out because I don't want to mess up the yardage and all these different things. And I'll never forget, you you, you basically, and, and this happened multiple times this, this last week as well, but this was the first time it really happened with you and I to this point. And you said, put it down. Put your bow down. Put your rangefinder away. Just just watch this. Like, just just look at it and, and soak it in. You're, you're going to have these memories longer than then you will if you if you 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 know you try to get your your focus on your bow the elk are going to be gone and it was that it was it it didn't click for me then but that was the first point i remember you really saying it that stuck out and over the over this last week we had more of those moments where i i totally got it i totally got and it really click click clicked after i missed my first two shots <laughs> after we had waited all day and you had a couple of those moments with me during the day. Hey, just close your eyes. Hey, let's, are you, are you in the moment? You know, are you, are you feeling it right now? And, and that, then I missed. And then later the rest, of the, the rest of the day I went after, I think it was that night. I don't know. I, I went after out by myself and I ended up getting into some of the craziest elk action I've ever experienced. And all I could do was just watch. I, I didn't really have any shot opportunities. And it just, it all hit me. And I think about the, the trip, it was the moments that I was most present for to just enjoy being there, watching wow. and listening to what was happening. You just described parenting at its finest. Totally, totally. Where you're not in the moment, you're thinking about the, the conduct of your child and how you can improve on it and everything. And the reality is, is some of the best parents, although there are boundaries set, and moral values and teached, but being present yeah. in their lives, in your family's life, is probably the best gift you'll ever give them. And that's the most enjoyable because once your kids leave, yeah. right? All you have are those mem those moments. Yeah. It's not about what you bought for them and, and, and all of the things that go with raising children. Um, mm. it, it, it's stopping the hands of time for just 30 seconds, just five minutes. If it's 15 minutes just before you go to bed with the kids, read them a book and, and, and make a tradition. Yeah. And um, 
that's something that uh, I've enjoyed with my kids, passing down my passion. And it doesn't always stick. I've got five kids and not all of them um, are interested in hunting. Sure. That's fine. Sure. Find what you enjoy. Yeah. Um, find God in it and um, make it successful. Yeah. Because your time here is short. All you have is today. Yeah. So good. Well, I, I could talk about hunting forever. I, mm. and from stories to, to just different things about it. Um, but I, but I know for me, it's, it, when I think about my journey, it has become a, a milestone monument kind of, uh, event that every time I go, whether it's for a day or for a week, it, it is that place where I recognize there's been so many times with the Lord out there or overcoming something of learning about more of who I am, that what I'm made of or whatever that has has contributed to, to the, the, the man I bring back off the mountain. And uh, and the Lord's been in that and, and, and who I've become. One of the things that this podcast is all about is the, the why of the whole podcast project um, is, is to help people get freed up from what's holding them back so they can build up who they were made to be. Like that's the why of the podcast, freed up to build up. Mm. Every episode, every guest, I've asked this question and uh and it's 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 you know it's be cool to just hear different things there's so many common threads but then there's different things too but um but i'd love to ask you and it's basically what's what's something in your life that you you can you can recognize over the course of your life maybe even present that you have overcome that was holding you back that you've you found a way to overcome to be who you were made to be um, mm past or poor present maybe you're overcoming now i mean something in that that boat that you would say this is something that held me back that I've, i'm freed up from now and i am you know i've watched become who i was made to be i would have to say um the resistance of an individual in your life who doesn't believe in you as much as god does um it, it can be a father figure it can be a parent could be a grandparent, but someone's uh, opinion of you that you value so much and then um, they are not necessarily seeing what God sees in you and the value. I um, had I had a father who um, didn't speak words of life. Let's put it that way. And um, and when I accepted Christ at 11 years old, I found my identity in him. And ever since then, I've walked out what he believes I am. And he has a plan for my life. He's proven it many, many different times. And, sure. and the way in which he has um, proven that that plan hasn't been fully lived out. But it was a little uh, area of tension between my father and I because um, he would speak death over me or his value system of me. Um, and I would throw it right back and say, listen, those words are not who God says I am yeah. at 11 and 12 years old. Yeah. And he got pushback and resistance. And uh, because of that, um, I've been able to be um, not arrogant, but just secured in who I am. Confident. Confidence is a good word. Yeah. 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 That's so I, I mean, that. And, and that's a long time between 11 and 17 until you're off to college stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. For that. But I, I, I truly believe that he was 
affected by that positive influence because he he also knew Christ. Yeah. He just didn't know how to live that out in a positive way that um, influenced his children. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I'd have to say the resistance of someone who doesn't see your, your value. Yeah, that's really good. And there's so many people that's 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 where a lot of people find themselves oh. in this point in their life, whether it's present or there's a maybe a, a past person figure position that yeah. has had that same kind of impact in a negative way. And so I, I appreciate you sharing that. I think that's I think that's right on the money. Yeah. And and nobody's uh, immune from it. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Like you could spouses, you could have right. You could have a bosses. lot of great people you know, in your life that speak life, but they're, 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 nobody's completely immune from somebody somewhere having the ability to, to yeah. have that kind of impact. So, well, man, I'm, I'm just uh, super grateful for you. The, for me, uh, when I think about anything that has to do with hunting, you know, there, there are two people that I go, whether, I mean, I, I get a picture on a trail cam, of of an animal you know an elk or deer or something or i i, I get it's just something a new new gear anything like there's two people that i immediately think about who do i want to share this joy with and it's my dad no it was it was me it was me first and it's <laughs> sorry larry <laughs> move back from arizona dad and we can yeah. maybe we can move the order around it's kidding but <laughs> but i that you know because it'll be out of nowhere like i'll be yeah. i'll be sermon prepping and and man, something ha- comes up and we, maybe we, we haven't talked in, you know, a month or something. And I'm like, I got to text Dave, this, oh, you know, and sending you a big bowl. Yeah. Picture totally, I'm totally. And, Cougar. uh, and I think about that and I think about how it connects back to things like we just got to experience this last week. And, and, uh, what a gift that that is in my life. When I think about, man, when this all, when this whole thing's all wrapped up, when, when eternity is being crossed into and we're leaving behind the temporary experience that we all have here on earth. Like, it, and I have the ability to like, look at all the stuff that mattered. It's going to, that's, that's going to be the kind of stuff that stands out. It's that, that relationship piece of like, man, I, I just spent five, six days of incredible time, uh, with this guy out in the woods, chasing elk. Mm. And, uh, and, and again, no, nobody will fully get that unless they're there, you know, and able to experience some of those things. But well, I love your heart. Well, you've got a, a Philippians two, think of others higher than yourself and and their uh, their needs and their wants and, and and their passions and desires, and and that's some of the uh, aspects that you demonstrate outside of your call as a minister and, and pastor, you, you are just a genuine individual through and through you and Holly and your family. So it, you, you're easy to lead if I'm leading. Yeah. That's Let's good. put it that way. Well, I appreciate that a lot, man. You, uh, you and your family are uh, near and dear to our hearts and man, awesome. thankful we get the opportunity to continue relationship for the foreseeable future. And even though, even if we, if one of us one day ends up in Idaho or something like that, I, I know we'll figure out our way to, to to get back out in the woods together, which uh, which I'm really really thankful for. So, man, with that, thanks for this last week. Yep. Thanks for all of the times that you've been there to walk with me in the woods and retrieve, help me retrieve animals, and uh, and find them in the first place, and uh, to to many more hunting 
days and trips hopefully ahead, but beyond that, the kingdom impact uh, that you've had in my life as well, man, I, pr I pray and I know it'll continue. So thank awesome. you, love you. And uh, until, until next time, everybody, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later.